Today on Sagittarian Matters, human dog food, funky yogurt, explicit soy curl cooking instructions, realistic impressions of steam wands, and so much more with my very special Splendid Sagittarian Table Quarantine Edition guest, Morgan. Stay tuned. Sagittarian Matters, Sagittarian Matters, what's the Hello from the Sagittarian Matters Social Distancing Studio in Los Angeles, California. Friends, have you ever had the thought, gosh, it sure is comfortable not wearing a bra. I think I don't want to wear one anymore. And then you also have the thought, oh, I do not, I do not wish to be sexually harassed every time I leave the house. This is my current conundrum. I do not have an answer. I mean, my answer has been overalls. My answer has been ponchos. Whoa, <laughs> things are getting hot and steamy in here. But um, the summer is upon us and my beautifully uh, warm acrylic knit ponchos are not going to go quite as well in the summer heat as I was expecting. Anyway, this is a question without an answer. I just thought I would bring it up because it was on my mind. In other news, we're going to talk to Morgan today and mention some very specific recipes. One given to us by friend of the show, Don Riddle, and the other given to me in physical form by friend of the show, Beth Pickens. We're going to be posting both of these recipes on our Instagram page. It's instagram.com slash Sagittarian Matters. One is for a turmeric pumpkin seed pate. The other is for a French lentil tomato bake with a cauliflower cashew topping. Both of these are delicious treats. If you're looking for something new to eat, go there. Morgan and I do talk about soy curls this week in a few sauce combinations. And so if you want those recipes, you got to get a pen and paper. Okay. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great week. And if any of you have further feedback about Beth Pickens' question posed last week, why is she sexually attracted to straight men playing gay, but not to straight women playing lesbians? Please do continue to DM us at Instagram. All right. Have a great week. And um, I hope that you don't have to wear a bra if you don't want to. And yet, I hope you don't get sexually harassed. Okay, bye. Morgan is a fan of salads, a friend to seeds, the former purveyor of Dovetail Bakery, and a 29-time special guest on Sagittarian Matters. Morgan joined me on this, her 29th episode, to apologize to bread, force me to view photographs of food that looks like barf, and offer very explicit instructions to listeners on how to bring soy curls into your life. Now, please enjoy my talk with very, very, very special frequent contributor and friend of the show, Morgan. Morgan, can I tell you what my food situation has become? Please do. Please do. Well, so like friend to the show, Beth Pickens just delivered this beautiful, beautiful homemade shepherd's pie with like a lovingly crafted recipe. So many just like lovingly crafted, beautifully arranged ingredients, beautifully plated. Mm -hmm. I have lost all care in a way where I'm like, I'm getting so down to basics. So I basically have the CSA and the CSA dictates what's going on that week. Mm -hmm. And every meal, what I've been calling it lately is human dog food. <laughs> and human dog food is just a vegetable, a protein, let's call it a day. That's basically a can of dog food in a <laughs> nutshell right there. So I'm like... 
Okay, here's my choices. I was describing this for somebody. I was like, my choices are Asian flavors. Mm-hmm. So that would be your, you know, your light stir fry of like a like a vinegar soy sauce, ginger mm-hmm. garlic situation or your hoisin-ish or peanut sauce situation mm-hmm. or Italian mm-hmm. or Mexican. That's mm-hmm. fun with salsa or hippie. And hippie <laughs> is like tamari nutritional yeast. Maybe tahini. Those are the flavors. So I just choose. It's like choose your dog food. <laughs> crack open a can. Choose your dog food. Put like, as many of the things in one dish as possible so you don't have to do more dishes. <laughs> as many things in one frying pan as possible. Let's not get more than one thing because all I do is do dishes. In your tiny little kitchen. And then just put it in a dish, eat it. And call then, it a day. Call, just mm. call it a day. And you know what? For fun, quote unquote, I'm making quote. Fun, I'll add a vegan cheese. Or I will add, like, a pesto. Oh, fun. Or for real, real fun, I'll throw a few tater tots in. Whatever genre. Ooh, just a few? Just a few. Just a few? No, I'll throw them in the pan with everything else. Oh, that is fun. That is fun. That is fun right there. (laughs) Um, I was remembering um, the, like, fancy dog foods, which I think still exist, which all have, like, real human kind of experiential names, like... um, I really think there was one called like Sonoma Valley Picnic and like, you know, like a day at the coast backyard barbecue. But this is exactly what you're eating. Literally, you're like a meal at the Vita, um, <laughs> a, a burrito in a bag. Um, like these are the flavor profiles of the, the, the pans of food you're making. For Jasmine Jr. Yeah, like lunch I left in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working at the school. So I packed something that was not free. We were talking, oh yeah, oh my God, remember that when I was working at the school and I would teach so many classes in a row to middle schoolers and everywhere in the school was nut free. And so any vegan snack I had to eat in between. For a while, seeds were okay. Anyway. Are they no longer okay? I can't remember. I can't, well, I just this don't, pate I, would suit you just, just fine. This pumpkin seed and turmeric pate. Oh, just some of that delicious warm pate from the bottom of my backpack. yeah just plopped down in a paper bag on the prius seat Mm. tastes like prius seat (laughs) you know and i just have that snack and then i just kick the prius seat back in the target parking lot put on my eye mask so i don't look like i i'm dead and then i uh wake up go through the starbucks drive-thru get a frappuccino and go right back to class Ooh la la i love a car nap so much once you get into it, once you get over the initial hump, there's nothing better than a car nap. I, I go down pretty deep, which is why I have to take extra pains to let people know I haven't killed myself <laughs> or succumbed to carbon monoxide or anything. <laughs> the mask. You're like, I'm okay, I promise. Well, the car <laughs> mask is like, it's like pink satiny and it says like, relax. Just so it's like extra, <laughs> like, don't worry, nothing's wrong. I'm just a, a gal taking a self-care moment. This is intentional. Yeah. Is what it, yeah. <laughs> They're so warm and you're kind of in this like muffled soundproof chamber. All you hear. I used to always be like, I love taking a nap in a room where people are doing stuff. And the car is like the exact equivalent of that. Like people would be like, oh, sorry, I'll be quiet. And I was like, no, no, do stuff. Oh, yeah. Please. Mm. Everyone's talking around you, but you're protected in your little tiny psychic chamber of being asleep. It's so good. I can't wait to take one. I mm. love it. All right. Well, thanks for letting me tell you about human dog food. Enjoy your can. What do you call today? What do you call today's episode? Because I'm going to start with the main. Oh, a four-course meal. 
I'm going to start with a main in quarantine uh, and then we're going to move on to the appetizer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of think this is a very quarantine addition in that, um, we, uh, Okay, I've been looking for excitement where I can find it. Not in an unhealthy way, but I'm like, oh, an ice cream I've never tried? I'm definitely going to get it. An overpriced coconut yogurt? Yeah, balls to the wall. Now's the time to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. What else do I got going on? I've already cleaned everything 20 times over. I don't want to clean anymore. It feels terrible. And um, and then also we made some things, which, you know, everyone's cooking a lot more because we're kind of trapped at home a lot more. And um, also... I kind of wanted this to be a do-over. I feel like I was a real crab the last time we um talked shop. I was just like, just put it in a soup. I don't want to talk about it. Don't show me your beautiful bread, your glorious bread that you've made at home and labored over for 25 hours. I don't want to see it. Don't even talk about it. Don't say the word bread. And then I was like, what, what kind of sourpuss am I? I love bread. I love baking. I love when people bake. And I love when non-bakers bake the most. So this is like a little bit of a quarantine do-over. And you- like the arc of, um you know, grieving – um, I'm not sure where we are, what stage we're in of grief, but maybe it's like a, you know, reconciliation, acceptance. I'm not sure. Are you making a it's living? Are you making an amends to the podcast listeners? I think I'm making an amends. <laughs> this, is a, this is a big, this is a big one for the big three O. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, cause I'm I did have some the things I cannot change. Some people wrote <laughs> me and they were like, oh man, like I posted some pictures of sourdough. <laughs> In fact, you know what? Today, um, I made a thing that we're going to taste and discuss. And um, it was because our dear friend Dawn was like lovingly trolled me and sent me a picture of bread <laughs> and then sent me the re- recipe with this pate. Oh, Dawn told me she was like, just to be clear, the last time I texted with Morgan, Morgan sent me a photo of bread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like definitely. It was pita bread. I definitely did do it. <laughs> I know that's what I was like I think I was really in a state (laughs) well you know what I just have to say it's the name of the game this quarantine for me has been being gentle with myself and so part of this is forgiving myself for having different moods amidst a global crisis where the world is grieving so many things at the same time that of course my moods are going to fluctuate yeah and they're weird sometimes I trip out I'm like we're literally hiding from a disease that's killing us all we're just hiding we're just like close the doors and don't let it in we're hiding like how does one wrap their mind around that like the entire world is unsafe i don't know what the bejeez and then all the other stuff on top of it but morgan i so friend to the show beth pickens she (laughs) brought to my home wearing a mask both of us wearing masks a delicious food item she brought me, and Ponyo is smelling it. She's very into it. It's um, a vegan shepherd's pie from a cookbook called Whole Food Cooking Every Day. It's a French lentil tomato bake with a cauliflower topping. This sounds incredible. And I've never eaten Beth's food, but I have no doubt that she is an excellent cook. Well, the one thing we both know about Beth is that she's a Capricorn who loves following the rules. And so mm-hmm. when you give her a recipe... She's not doing any Sagittarian shenanigans of replacing or like cutting a corner. She's like, oh no, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, to the T. 28 grams, not 29. (laughs) Not a single gram more. So I'm going to take a little bite of this. I can't wait. It sounds really good. Those look just the French as hell. Mm hmm. Ooh la la. Oh my God. Ooh la la. Okay, so the French lentils. I think there's like leeks in here. 
Yum, there's kale, really there's onions. Mm. But can I show you the top oh. of the cauliflower bake? Yeah. Do you oh see? God, she brought it in a handsome little container for yeah. you. That looks good. <laughs> Do you see how broiled the top is? It's like a beautiful. It's like I got a beautiful souffle from a restaurant. I would pay fifteen dollars for this. I'm just. Here's a fun game. For those people. of you who don't know Nicole, <laughs> that that says a lot. Because <laughs> even in 2020, Nicole is really looking for a 93 price. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You don't know. LA really? has really, LA has beat me down. I'm just like, what is money? Like, I've actually bled out money here for so long that now money. I'm just like, I guess that four thousand dollars is how much a coffee costs. <laughs> I guess. I guess it just is. <laughs> Wait. Instead of just chewing and saying, yum, I want to say the cauliflower topping is like, it seems like a roasted or something cauliflower that's been whipped. And you understand Ooh. the concept that it's supposed to be like mashed potatoes. But this has been whipped so well and so it's so creamy that it does Ooh. taste like, I don't know what a bechamel sauce is like, but this is what I would imagine it tasted like. <laughs> It's like sauce. it's super creamy, almost like a sour cream or something. Like it's so not a sour cream, but it's like Whoa. so creamy and light and delicious. It's a perfect companion to the lentil bake that has tomatoes, kale, leeks. Um, I highly recommend this. It's from Whole Food Cooking Every Day. Thank you, friend of the show, Beth Pickens. Oh, I can't wait to look at this recipe. Mm, mm-hmm. So exciting. What do you yeah. think? Okay, so I have made, as recommended by our friend Dawn, who did troll me with a bread picture, after I sent her a bread picture, bread for bread, um, mask for mask, um, always swiping right on that, um, is a pumpkin seed turmeric pate. Okay, note, I did not soak the pumpkin seeds for 24 hours because I didn't know I had to, so I gave them a real quick soak with boiling water for like an hour. Um, So it didn't quite turn out as smooth as I had hoped, but... Um, it tastes so good and we know I love a seed. So, um, it doesn't look green, which you might think it would. It looks really golden because of the turmeric. It is not gorgeous to look at. I will share a picture. So, you know, like just maybe like, uh, put it on a sandwich, layer it into the thing where maybe you don't see it, but you eat it and it looks delightful. Dawn said she puts it on pizza. I've been crunching it with crackers and I think it's really good. So it has some garlic, um, that's raw. I'm crunching right now. But it's not overpowering. It's got the turmeric, which gives it that kind of like turmeric and cumin, which mm-hmm. gives it a little bit like of a curry inspired vibe, but not overly like seasoned with a million spices. So it's pretty simple tasting and it's um, really hearty and would stand up to any other flavor. Really probably good on roasted carrots, probably great with roasted cauliflower um, or on a tempeh sandwich. It would be so good. Mm. Um Again, the texture isn't so smooth. Maybe my fault, quarantine speaking. Um, but um, yeah, I would put it like as a side or a component in anything else, mostly where you don't have to look at it, but like you do get to eat it. And like the pumpkin seeds are really like mm, hearty tasting. They have something really savory going on, but there's nothing bitter or weird or um, any of that kind of stuff. So yeah, think carrots, think potatoes. Think um, roasted. Think savory. Oh my god, I love a, a you know a keyword. Um, yeah, so um, very unappealing to the eyes. Can you show me? You're, you're you're really describing this as just a horror show. But 
How well, bad can yeah, any show it to you right now. every pate that looks that just looks <laughs> <laughs> it's yellow and floppy it and just, has separated. It, it just looks like <laughs> hold on, I'm trying to think of what <laughs> I'm just still doing it. I'm forcing her eyes to her. I'm averting my eyes. Okay. <laughs> it looks like, like okay. If we're looking at it at worst, it looks like barf. At, yeah. at best, it just looks like just like yeah. a golden, just like a golden kind of uh, <laughs> texturous hummus. <laughs> Are you, are you guys ready to make it now? <laughs> Did Nicole sell you on it? Golden texturous hummus. <laughs> it might look a little more silky smooth if I had soaked, but I did a quick soak. Well, Apologies. I, even if you whipped it with your fork now and put some parsley on top, I'd be like, ooh la la. Yeah, you know, just give it a little spicy sprinkle and a drizz. It and tastes really good. It looks delicious. Okay, so this is, we're going to have to put this on the podcast Instagram page. Yes, and Dawn, I don't know what book this is from. We, literally, she just sent us a, a picture. Um, but, yeah. So it's called I Pumpkin it's Seed delight. Turmeric? Yeah, it's like oh. Pumpkin Seed Turmeric Pate. I can't oh. wait to get uninflamed. I'm so excited. It's going to be incredible. I'm going to just be golden from the inside. What um, have your... Can I ask you if you've had any vegan food fails or wins? Let's see. The wins, I think, you know, everything has kind of been a hit. Well, okay, there was one, I wouldn't call it a fail, but um, yeah, it's been a real surprising surprising round of hits. Um, so things I've eaten that were real wild cards just grabbed off the grocery store shelf um, were um, a, like a generic vegan sour cream. I don't even remember what brand it is, but it's like some local sort of, you know, just generic-y sour cream that's made with butter beans. Cooked butter beans is the main ingredient. Um, you have this like, here? Totally fine. Yeah. Did it, was it a hit? No. Did it taste like sour cream? Um, if you put it on stuff, totally great. Yes. And I did make muffins with it. Mm. And it was good. Mm. I know. And then um, the real the hits have been um, a vegan ice cream made of avocados which was so good. I can't even deal. I don't even like chocolate. I know it's controversial, but I'm saying it again. I don't really care about it. But we had I feel this like you're pushing me away every time you say it. Ice cream. I know it's just impossible. <laughs> it was so good. It was like fluffy in the way that you want. Like if you imagine a really cold you scoop out with your spoon from the like carton of ice cream and you want to bite it with your teeth. But you're like, it's too cold. I can't. But it was like fluffy enough that you could bite through it, but not, it didn't just disappear. And it didn't taste gross like avocados. I mean, I love avocados. It, you can't taste the avocado at all. Sorry, I called avocados gross everyone. I really love them actually. Um, and um, it was amazing. And they have two other flavors that I can't wait to try. It's called Cado. Maybe they need a new name. How do you spell that? C-A-D-O. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. and it says made with real avocados, and it's like I think the first ingredient is avocado. It's just fluffed up. Um, I've already said I said this last week on the podcast, but some of my fails are just from the like supermarket sweep quality of grocery shopping right now. So it's then, like whatever you got, just throw it in the basket, and like as many as I can. And I've just gotten a couple of things that I am used to them being vegan things, but since I didn't have time to stop and read the ingredients without people coming up behind me being like, oh, could I squeeze by you and me doing like my copiera move? Like, I need six feet, six feet. Yeah. 
Which, listeners, my new thing, instead of yelling, fuck all of you, my new thing that I've gotten myself into is just saying, I need six feet. Six feet, please. I need six feet. That's my mantra. I know some people like 20 feet. That would be a luxury when I am at the grocery store and people are like, oh, oh, whoa, God, okay. Have you experienced the one-way grocery store lanes? Trader Joe's pretends like that, like there's arrows, but no one's enforcing it. Who follows the arrows? I would, but okay, so but that's kind of like supermarket sweep system. Basically makes so I'm like, oh, tater tots, okay, I'll get these. And I yes. and then I get home and then I'm like, these are so delicious, and then I read the package and it's like sour cream. In them? In have you ever? Have you ever? No. Why would you even do that? This the tater tots flavor was salt and pepper. Uh, but that kind of thing where I am just home, like that's happened three or four times. And luckily my neighbors are not vegan and they're so happy. The people in my germ pod are so happy to take on whatever the things are, but I'm just like, you can't return anything. So you're just like, okay. You can't return anything. So you're no. like, now I have this jug of milk that I just bought. <laughs> you're like, I accidentally bought cow milk. I didn't realize I didn't read the label. I also had high aspirations to eat as many turnips as my CSAs were giving me. And I just cannot. I understand. People are like, have you thought about roasting? Yeah, I have thought about roasting. Thank you very much. You know you know what makes a great burger is, have you ever tried a portobello? You just uh, you put some tamari on it and you just roast it. Oh, yeah, we've got a hummus plate. Have you ever had hummus, Nicole? Well, so what's been happening is these turnips are just, I'm like, I'm like putting it off for later. And then they're just kind of like going through the entire life cycle in my refrigerator. <laughs> and then my like, it's like you can see my intentions. And then my just the reality didn't meet up with my intentions. It is a circle of life in the wheel of fortune. Today's episode is brought to you by Bridget Sweet, Emily Helmus, Mary Pinson, Jill Soloway, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, and Christy Herod. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, especially producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $5 trillion via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. Or, this just in, he's got a Venmo, Hell Books at Venmo. That's H-E, double hockey sticks, books. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it, too. Don't be scared. That's just Ponyo speaking voice. Morgan, tell me some other food things that have hit you right. All right. Well, since every meal is happening at home, start to finish, I mean, except for maybe one or two here and there, I decided to um, go for the gold and try the coconut cult. The, let's say, um, premium price point coconut yogurt that comes with like all these warning labels on the thing. It's like got a plastic wrap so the lid doesn't pop off and it's like only eat one tablespoon at a time and then work your way up and... um So I think the flavor I got is called like toffee vanilla or something like that. And I've been like eyeballing this for years. If you buy a pint, it's something like $20. Like it's like, like you're like a breatharian and all you eat is like one tablespoon of coconut yogurt a day. And that's all you can afford. But, um, it tastes really good. I only ate one tablespoon. 
the texture is kind of weird. I feel like if you're going to pay $20 for a pint of yogurt, you should get like every box should be checked and double checked, maybe even triple checked. So I give this one like a B plus, like, okay, A for flavor, B for texture, overall B plus. Will you talk about why the texture didn't rate higher? I think they use like the entire coconut flesh. And so it's kind of grainy. Mm, I love or, like, Oh, I love flesh, 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 flesh. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, um, but it tastes really good. It's really, really tart. Um, and then I was like, wait, is this supposed to be a food or a supplement? Like, what do you pay $8 for and only eat one tablespoon of? You're like, I'm full. I've had breakfast. I've had a tablespoon. Well, okay. I'm going to tell you my perspective for the breathitarian perspective, since you <laughs> asked. Oh. Somebody was asking me the other day if I eat a lot of yogurt. And I had to be like, not really, because the yogurt that is now my favorite is so intense and so expensive that it's not just that a. Your favorite? It's no longer a fun food. Now it's like a, it's like a function food. Yes. Um. So this yogurt, it's the kind of the flamingo on it, the kind you're talking about. Yeah. And I had it. I um. I got food poisoning like a year ago or so, <laughs> and so my stomach lining just felt trashed, and I just really wanted to you know, reintroduce good flora into mm-hmm. my digestive tract. And so I sprung for that. I think I got like an, a tiny, tiny thimble full for like $16. Mm-hmm. And that is what I used it for. And yeah. it's so intense. You don't actually want to eat more than, you don't want to eat a bowl of it. A bowl, maybe overstatement, like a, a like a demi-test. I would totally do a demi-test. I don't know what that means. Like an espresso cup. Oh yeah, like that. But I've like, worked at Coffee Nicole, so um, I really like know the terminology. I really, I don't know. It's, I worked at Coffee so long ago. I know. Actually, we were talking about this the other day. I was like, um, like, could I make espresso on an espresso machine? And I was like, I don't even know. Probably, maybe. I did, but then I remembered that my wrists are too weak for for tam- for constant tamping. You could not hold a venti cappuccino. No way, man. What did no I... That? People would come into my coffee shop and get like a brevet mocha. Yeah. A brevet means half and half. And I remember yeah. these people wanted like a... like a, Somebody wanted like a brevet something something flavor latte with a pad of butter in the top what? of it. And I mean, now we scoffed then, but now people were drinking our MCT oil, bulletproof, whatever. But at the so time funny. I was like, these people are crazy. I totally remember someone having like a real routine, which was like, I do get a 16 ounce soy mocha, but um, I do like whipped cream on top. I figured it out. It like, so she had some like mass formula, why it was like the best thing to do. And I was like, Soy with dairy whipped cream. Like, whatever you want. Also, like, I don't, don't justify. I mean, the nog, the the real eggnog really has oh. a scrape that you'll never forget if you've worked in coffee. Yeah. But other than that, I don't care. Do whatever. I'll put all the butter you want. In but your also, <laughs> if you steam it for too long, it just turns into scrambled eggs. Yeah, it literally screeches. Yeah. Like, a, like a siren. It's like, Panyo did producer Panyo did not like that in her headphones. Neither did producer Melina already. <laughs> okay, so Morgan, will you just wrap with me for a second about soy curls? Wait, I gotta back up because the huge news 
that I wanted to share with you is I was like, you know, I never look up the things I eat. So I'm going to look it up. So I looked up the coconut cult and they are making ice cream. Mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. I have not seen it at the store, but can you imagine functional ice cream, Nicole? Just consider. Ice cream that is probiotically, probiotic forward. Yeah. I just, I want to describe to people the taste of this. Like it's almost carbonated tasting. The amount of probiotics in it, you take a bite, they fuck it, they grab your tongue and they just start like doing a hump to Like they just like start just going berserk. They go nuts doing a tap dance, doing river dance, whatever. Like you can. It feels like river dance. It feels like Pop Rocks. Mm -hmm. If you liked Pop Rocks as a kid, you might like coconut cult yogurt. Yes. I, I fully stand by this. Um, but only one tablespoon at a time. I did try another coconut yogurt, Nicole. What? And I don't. What? <laughs> Can I? What? <laughs> it's called Kulina. C U L I N A. I'll send you a picture. Okay, so the thing is, it doesn't um, clog on your tongue quite as hard as the coconut cult. Like the river dance is much chiller, but um, it is silky smooth. I mean silky silky smooth it is like satin sheets on the tongue oh my god well is this like because i feel like a lot of yogurts just to me feel like a dessert they've a lot it's of not sweetened mm-hmm. okay. it, it was so good it comes in a tiny glass jar it's like i don't know maybe six ounces or something like that and um i think it was i, I don't know like maybe four bucks or something it's so good because also everything is kind of sweetened so even if you get like sour stuff, it's probably got some sweet to like balance it out. And it's not sweet at all. Do you remember when I was like hell bent on trying to make coconut yogurt at home, but I had so many fails and then I was like, I got one good one. Now I'm done. I thought it was delicious. Thank you. It tastes like a better version of that. It's like really creamy and thick and not sweet and smooth. Can Ooh, you, can you imagine when we both get COVID tests and then sit side by side trying food again? Yes. I would be honored to be part of your germ pod. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to cough into a bag or whatever the new test is. There's a new <laughs> test in LA that you can get where you just, instead of somebody swabbing your brain with the swab, it's like you like going in your car, getting the test, closing your windows, hacking as hard as you can, and then swabbing around in your mouth, uh-huh. like whatever uh-huh. came up and then putting that in a bag, throwing it in a receptacle. And then that's a test. Oh my God. Well, you know what? I would gladly do any of that just to keep everybody and myself safe as much as possible. Um, as soon as as soon as they're reliable, man. Um, Morgan, talk to me. I am having. Oh, I have, I have one question. Just a side question. Do you think that people who walk around in the streets and the world right now without masks are sociopaths? Are they all sociopaths, or just ninety nine percent? Probably 99.9%. Okay, probably. <laughs> just, there's like people that are just like, you know what? I'm tired of being home. So I'm going to go to a, I'm going to host a party. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have heard, have heard them raging in my neighborhood. I shan't say who. <gasps> who is it? You tell me off air. I'm gonna, <laughs> you tell me off air. I'm send Beth Pickens over there. We're going to get a fire extinguisher and break them up. Ooh, that Capricorn checklist is going to scold you. We're going we're gonna to issue so many citations to them. You're not even going to believe it. (laughs) 
Hi listeners, it's me, Nicole. If you would like to support me and Ponyo, in particular our comics and animal illustrations, go to patreon.com slash Nicole J. Georges. And for as little as $2 a month, you can have access to hundreds of pages of otherwise unpublished diary comics. For the price of one cold brew plus tip, you can become an honorary Sagittarian. And for the price of two vegan cupcakes or two vegan donuts, you can become a Ponyo's Friend Club member, at which point you really start raking in goods, including new buttons. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Nicole J. Georges. Morgan, I there's something that um friend to the show, Nate Backus, sent me. Oh. God, he he sent me Two giant bags full of dried soy curls. Now, this is like gold. We this have, is like a blessing. It is a blessing. I don't even know how I could ever repay him. I haven't really figured out how to repay him. I don't know. Maybe sending him <laughs> Ponyo. Maybe sedating her, putting her in a box with holes like Nermal from Garfield. That's like literally the only thing that's a fair trade. But because these right now are like gold, they're very expensive. They've somehow gotten really hard to get. You have to buy so many at a time that it makes it just feel unwieldy to me. So he sent me these soy curls. We've talked about on the podcast before, but there's no time like the present to revisit the soy curl. And the first thing we both need to tell you is do not eat them dry. That is not what's happening here. They're not an out of the bag snack. Don't do it. Don't do it. And despite the, secondly, despite the fact that their name that has the word curl in it, which would make you think that this was like an overly processed, like vegan fake meat. It really is somehow just dehydrated soy. Yeah. And then you make it into something magic, but it's not, it's not, I don't like an elaborate processed fake meat. No, it's like, I think it's whole entire soy. It's made somewhere in Oregon. I can't remember. I think it's like the only thing this company makes, except for like a, flavor powder that they're like use on our curls it's like sort of like um brags used to be but like less weird and like fewer sun hats less religious i live to be 190 years old just by only eating this you know tamari substitute or whatever um i think it's the only thing they make and um they're highly unappealing when you open the package they don't look like a thing you'd ever be like "Mm, i can't wait to eat these but if you've eaten them out You'll be like, what is this scrumptious, you know, little nugget? It's not even a nugget. It is a curl. I think it's weird that it's named after its shape, but um, (laughs) they're so good. And they're really versatile. Okay. What do you want to tell us about soy curls today? I'm still eating the shepherd's pie. Oh, my God. Hit that pie. Okay. Well, I just think they get overlooked. Like, I think people are like, oh, it's like TVP or it's it's like something gross. And it's really not. They just are like. They're just another soy thing. Um, They don't feel like tofu. They don't feel like tempeh. And they are really neutral. And you can do anything you want to them. And they're dehydrated, so they're shelf-stable. Perfect for a pandemic. They're perfect for a pandemic. And if people are trying to imagine the texture, I want you to do a little thought exercise. Think about... So you have a block of tofu. Okay, I get it. You freeze it. It turns into a sponge. You freeze it. You thaw it. You squeeze out all the moisture. It turns into a sponge. Just like use that process of thinking to like one more step. Like if it was like deep frozen, like seven more times, think about (laughs) the sponginess. You know what I mean? I feel like the sponginess, like, huh? It's like chewy. Yeah. 
like they look very sort of chicken-esque not to gross people out because i don't like things that are like too meat analogous um but they do look very sort of like chicken-esque like a, a fajita maybe they're so close to fajita meat like yeah and again because they don't really taste like much you can like teriyaki the bejesus out of them you can fajita them i've taken two i make the entire package all at once i boil a big pot of water drop the whole package in just drop it in you you'll eat them all um and then i put them on a sheet pan do olive oil and soy sauce toss them all around and just roast them at like 400 degrees or something but that's if you want to get the whole thing going um they're so good in like any kind of noodley soup we've raved we've ranted and raved about them i don't even need to tell you hmm. they're great in a pot pie you want a cauliflower crispy top put them in there they're so excellent um you can kind of almost dehydrate them a little more and make them jerky ish or keep cooking them but um yeah they're good in like e- everywhere just really everywhere a soup they stand out but i do suggest putting them in the, the last minute because they do continue to absorb the liquid so they get a little logged broth logged did you just make some right now for the podcast i did and i ate most of them in fact how long did you boil them it's the boiling is like one minute like you just i just have taken to boiling a pot of water and then i drop them when the water is hot i think it's the easiest like i was like wait why am i transporting the water and the curls into a bowl when I could just, I'm a very practical cook. If there's a step I don't need, I don't do it. I'm not going to butter something three times, you know, or grease something three times unless I really have to. I'm like the pot's a bowl. I'm just going to put it all in the pot. So boil a bunch of water, throw as many curls in as you want, leave them for one minute. And then I strain them, rinse them, squeeze out all the water because it doesn't really taste like anything. And it, then it just kind of gives you an opportunity to fill it with more flavor. And then a couple of tablespoons of oil in a cast iron skillet, leave them in there. The key to browning anything is the appropriate heat and don't jostle it. You have to leave it. Like it won't get brown if you're stirring it all the time. So I do sort of like a little above medium, medium plus. And then like three to five minutes, just leave them and they get like really crispy and golden. And then, and then I just start tossing them every three minutes. Like I just flip them with a spatula and then very, very, very end. Um, that's when I season them because they'll kind of like caramelize and absorb all of the like, I just usually use soy sauce or tamari because it does a good job of caramelizing, but any sauce you're going to do, if you want like a teriyaki or a whatever, like do it at the end and then kind of cook them for another three minutes. So it'll kind of caramelize and coat the outside. And then voila. I feel like the things I most frequently do are same as you. Like I'll make a mixture that definitely has tamari or soy sauce. I will put a little bit of apple cider vinegar just for that. And I will put a little bit of liquid smoke. Possibly if I feel like it, I could put a little something sweet like maple syrup just to give it a bacony vibe and also mm-hmm. just to kind of um copy what they make at the sweet hereafter in portland where they would do that and then fry them in coconut oil and something mm-hmm. about like coconut to me like coconut like the fattiness of coconut plus liquid smoke and that combo of things like you're talking i mean just like we talked about the carrot bacon that's it that's all you need to do to be a vegan and pretend like you're eating bacon is just <laughs> be like oh it there's so much fat and oil and i taste smoke and saltiness at the same time that's Mm -hmm. all it is people who think people who love bacon think they're like so oh this is so special i'm so unique look what i've done i'm like 
Yeah, I understand salt and fat too. I like that too here. It actually doesn't need to be somebody's literal body. Anyway, I do that. Or if I'm making a salad roll and I want to make soy curls for the salad roll, I will do, I will do that. I mean, basically the soy sauce is crucial essentially because they're just like a bunch of nothing. Mm-hmm. They're nothing in there. They don't taste like anything. So you can't, you know, it's not like you're cooking a, a zucchini and you're like, oh, the natural zucchini flavor that's going to sing with just a little salt. It's like, <laughs> it's just nothing. It's just nothing, nothing. So you want to replace that nothing with some soy sauce, like a liquidy, salty thing. Mm-hmm. And it has to be very mm-hmm. salty. It can't be like a hint of salt from a low sodium vegetable broth. No. Yeah. Get out of don't here. get the light coconut milk. Don't get the light. You know, soy sauce. I mean, you can if you need, but... When I get... When I accidentally get low-sodium soy sauce, I want to kill myself. (laughs) What is the point? I'm just going to use seven times as much soy sauce. (laughs) I I mean, you're you're preaching to the choir. All things in good measure. Okay, but wait. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. (sighs) So you have that in there, but then I'll add hoisin sauce Mm. and maybe some sriracha or whatever, but like hoisin sauce and those soy curls... And then you can get that really good caramelized, mm. like, um, what is it called when it's, like, very, like, blackened on the outside? It's just delicious. I mean, I think it's just called that. It's so good. They're, like, really coated. I've had them in every kind of bowl with, like, some kind of, like, you know, not quite, like, aardvarky hot sauce, but something like that, like a barbecue sauce. They're so good in any kind of barbecue thing. Um like any kind of bowl you might make, they they would just be doing it a service. It's true. It's true. I I've been actually really delighting in soy during the quarantine. Oh, I feel like it's a gift that I've never developed an allergy. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. If I do develop a sensitivity, we will talk about it on the podcast. But I've just been going whole hog on tofu and soy curls. For a minute, it's because I was too snobby to buy normal beans. After I ran out of Rancho Gordo beans, I got stuck because I had these beautiful heirloom dried beans and making them would be a project. And as I ate them, I was like, this is an heirloom bean from a small farm and I'm I'm helping the farm and I'm, you know, keeping this family's like bean going. I've never seen this kind of bean before. I've never tasted this before. Every moment is a delight. And then to go to the store and be like, Safeway's best, pinto beans. Like from that just felt like I couldn't, I was too snobby. And so I couldn't do it. And so I wasn't eating a lot of beans. Cause also then like a canned bean, I was sh- up to my nose. Oh my God. I was like, oh, clutching my pearls. Food from a can? <laughs> so recently I discovered some overpriced lentils and pinto beans at the store when I went into the gauntlet, that being the, um, oh, I have something to tell you. I went to the gauntlet, that being the like mosh pit of yuppies at Lassen's, the whole, the natural food store here. And they had some overpriced lentils and pinto beans that were dried that just required extra work and like maybe four more dollars than they should cost. And so I felt satisfied and I bought those. And so now I'm back, but it took me a while because Rancho Gordo is sold out until like forever basically they are actually there i looked at their website and they're getting beans back again soon <gasps> and hot tip for everyone who's gardening i thought this was really exciting they made a point of mentioning that they're all heirloom beans that are open pollinated so you can just take a bean and just plant it and grow the bean yourself what i mean you then have to like they're like they are hard to grow and then you they are difficult to process so you have to like grow the bean Pluck the pod, shuck the bean, 
dry the bean, <laughs> but you could just grow the bean yourself. And I was like, oh, what a great idea. Well, it's like so. you can create your own, like, is it Bill Gates or whoever was like, has some kind of secret seed fortress where he is like, there's yes. some like quadrillionaire that, that started like a secret seed fortress somewhere. So in case the world ends, like here's where all our plants are. That's what you can do with your Rancho Gordo beans the next time you get them. I, I, I love, I love like a seed library, a yeah. seed repository, like, uh, it, it truly is like the vision of, you know, apocalyptic future where it's like, all we have is nuggets of life, but no water to grow. And you spit on it. You spit on your Rancho Gordo bean every day <laughs> yes. and wrap it in some toilet paper that you hoarded from 20 years ago. <laughs> every day, just a wee bit, just enough to germinate. And I cry it. into, what? I cry into this, this little yeah, square of toilet paper. <laughs> And just hope that it's enough to make my seed grow. Um, Pre-salinated. Oh, the thing I was going to tell you was I went to Lassen's and I was very like, six, six feet, I need six feet. I mean, it was just was, some lady was like, it's okay, you don't need to rush. And I was like, I feel rushed. <laughs> <laughs> like she was just literally waiting at the end of the aisle as I stood in the middle of the aisle going, I need six feet, I need six feet. <laughs> But as I was at the um, checkout stand, I heard screaming. And the screaming was a, I, am, I hope you're sitting down. I am, I'm reclining. It was a white lady. What? Shocker. Come on. It was a white lady saying, you're a, you idiot fascists. Or you, <laughs> you fascist idiots. Screaming as she left because they wouldn't serve her because she took off her mask while in the store as a form of protest or something. No. As a way for her to just rabble rouse. And so she was left the store screaming, fascist idiots. And then she went to the parking lot and got in her car and just was like, yeah, I just honked so hard her way out of it and screeched and honked. Oh my God. I, I, this is one of the things that really like, I'm not typically an anxious person, but this really gets my anxiety like really stoked up where I'm like, is this going to be the, the battlefront where people just get so weird? It's like the collective society versus the individual society. And like that kind of behavior obviously is like, so like what I, there's not even a word for it. It's horrible. It's like hateful. It's inflammatory. It's stupid. Also at the same time, what is the word that is like horrible and stupid at the same time? But like, I'm just like, oh, my God. And then we're just like, I just imagine the spray of germs and people's hatefulness just spraying everywhere. <laughs> and, like, I know it is just one of many things that are awful in this world right now. You know, there's also a lot of wonderful. But um, I'm just like, whoa, just the weird physical fight over the mask. Oh, somebody yeah. asked the podcast, what is the use of the powdered nutritional yeast versus the flakes. It was kind of in response to us talking about nutritional yeast as fish food. I, well, I'm going to tell you the function. The function is, no, that's not, hold on, excuse me. It's it's not (laughs) happening right now. Producer was pressing some buttons right there. The squeaky toy button is not happening right now. She's like, why did you take it? I I don't want you to squeak it. That's why I took it. Okay. Um, so I gave it back to her. That's called good parenting. Um, (laughs) The function is you're 19 years old. You're at the Fred Meyer bulk bins. Yeah. You're not going to pay $12 a pound for nutritional yeast. (laughs) However, you could pay 99 cents a pound for cornmeal, 
or something else <laughs> yellow and powdery. And so what you do is you put that nutritional yeast that looks like orange flour into a bag. You look over at your cornmeal or whatever code and you put that on the bag and you just got like 70 pounds of nutritional yeast for five dollars. I love thinking about also one pound of nutritional yeast is like more than most. Even like crusties don't finish a pound in a week. Like this <laughs> crust dust as it's known. Um, <laughs> it, it's so much yeast. It doesn't weigh like anything. It's like a bag of feathers. It literally weighs less than feathers. <laughs> well, that when you when you start getting into that 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 like powdered nutritional yeast, that's a little more dense. That's really good for I mean, it's great for popcorn because it adheres to the popcorn because it's so thin. Mm. It's good for, you have to use less of it for sauces. I don't know. Mm. I mean, obviously the flake is preferred, but. I know why. I don't know why, but it just is. It looks like fish food. I love it. Sexy fish. That's us. (laughs) Morgan, do you have any other food items you want to talk about on the podcast? You know, those have been the real hits. I did um, take pictures of the process of making soy curls because I just can't sing their praises enough. Like, tofu gets a lot of airtime. The Beyond, you know, meats, the Impossible meats get a lot of, yeah, exactly, airtime. And I'm like, there's a lot of really great alternatives that are, are, I just think people overlook. But, I mean, it does take one entire minute of rehydrating, so do keep that in mind, Nicole. But if you make a sheet pan's worth, Unlike a pound of nutritional yeast, you will definitely finish it in a week. And you can put them in anything. I think that soy sauce and garlic is the um, the very perfect starting point for basically every flavor palette in the savory realm. In the savory realm, Nicole and Morgan. Um, so just make a sheet pan's worth. Buy the 12-pound box and just make a sheet pan. That's it. And you can freeze them. You can. And They're great. I have to tell you, a sheet pan's worth, I get pressure and then I get bummed when I feel like I have to eat the same thing seven times in a row because I made so many <laughs> of it. And then I get bummed and then I I lose my boner for it after a few days and then just end up throwing it away. Don't worry. I know a grocery store that carries boner pills for you. You're <laughs> going to be fine. <laughs> Morgan, thank you for coming on the podcast for your 400th time. <gasps> Woo! That was a confetti explosion. You couldn't see it, but it happened behind me in silence. It was incredible. Oh, one more thing. I've really been enjoying making cookie dough and then freezing most of it and making the cookies at will. Yes. Are you freezing little dough balls? I've been freezing it as a log and then just slicing the log. Look at you all grown up, Nicole. Look at you. Do you have a toaster oven? I don't have space for that kind of thing. Oh my God. The best $20 anyone can spend for their kitchen is a toaster oven. This is another thing I've sung many praises, the potato, the toaster oven, the freezer, and the soy curl high on the list. You could just be toasting up one little cookie at a time. It doesn't even require a preheat hardly. What? It feels, it feels like living. You are living. Do you remember this show called it's a living. It was, I think, about cocktail waitresses in the 80s. No. A look I spent some time channeling a couple of years ago, but I'll send, I'll send in some more pics. Mm-hmm. Like piano bar. Anyway, that's it, Nicole. That's it. That's all I got. Thank you. Happy quarantine. Happy quarantine to you. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by 
Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.